0: I feel like I've heard of cost of customer acquisition, but yeah. never it's CAC. The CAC. It's the. Nah, I think you're talking, CAC. <laughs> Adam. Harry. We're back for another episode. Yes, we are, as promised. I know we promise a lot of things and don't always deliver with the podcast, but energy feels high, positive, sun's shining.
1: Sun's shining. We just spent a good hour downstairs planning. I think we need to do more of that, by the way. We tend to have the yeah. habit of coming in and just getting into work, and just being—I don't want to say busy fools because it's—we are getting the, the stuff done, but I'm—I'm I'm genuinely loo- losing sleep at the moment because there's just so much stuff that isn't in a in a process, um, and that just happens with as you get busier.
0: Yeah, and it's very much a case of uh, you kind of come in and it's like shit we've got. I know there's a lot to do, we need to suss it out, and at at the moment I think what we're doing is great, so it's a step in the right direction, but hopefully the more we do this, like the meetings in the morning, it'll have a long-term effect because we'll begin to start being able to schedule for activities in three days, five days, two weeks' time, as opposed to, we're kind of looking at this mound of tasks to do, and and literally pulling stuff out as and when. It's like urgency, urgency, do those today, so hopefully we'll be. Lower down on
1: that list. Talking about urgency, actually, I was listening to a podcast, and uh, I'll have to share it with you. It was either it was either Sasta or Inside Intercom, and it was Harry Stebbings. Uh, and it I wa- don't know
0: why I've gone off that. Is I think I've just really, you know, when you just want to slowly wake up or just relax he's high intensity his voice I don't know if it's his mic or what but it's no, like just he's, in there, he's at yeah. you and it sounds like he's gasping for air each time he breathes is <laughs> but it's a, <laughs> it's a good he gets some really good guests
1: on the yeah, show yeah, and yeah, he yeah. does interview Note well nine, that. Um, but it was talking about how it was li- I literally thought about it. it's exactly what we hear in our team it, the different people in the team and what they own so Fordy owns websites and then everything regarding to websites is urgent you own Customer service, customer satisfaction, delivering of new features of the office package. And because the voice of the customer makes it sound urgent, that translates through you. And he was saying like the customer satisfaction team, they'll come with like 20 things and it's like, and then like the development team will go, what's the one thing we need to do? And then it's all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Just do them all. So you've got to listen to that show because it was great. What's today?
0: Uh, so today is um, well, a few days ago actually, we did something new. Uh, we spent a lot of money, or we're about to spend a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, on, yeah, it's kind of spent now, yeah. Yeah, is it spent now? <laughs>
1: I've committed. I've, I've well, the commitment was made as soon as we pushed that campaign live. Every one of those forms that got filled in was
0: yeah. So expensive. you you allocated budget, yeah. But, Cut-offs today, so you know exactly how much it's going to have cost. But we have done a campaign to drive sign-ups, yep. which has gone really well, yep. remarkably well. Um, would you like to divulge exactly what, kind of what we've done and okay. why it's kind of costing us so much, uh, and why you why even though it's costing us a lot, in the long run, it's not. It's actually more beneficial, and hopefully, going to make some money out of it.
1: Yeah, I guess it's how I work out like why I'm oddly happy <laughs> with how much money. Yeah. Like normally, to, to I'm be like...
0: hemorrhaging money <laughs> on costs. Yeah, yeah. seem awfully chipper.
1: So um, if we just take a step back, the, the, what we had to do, we spent sort of quarter one this year, so Jan, Feb, March, looking at our users. So mm-hmm. as a user signs up. Um, they can be anything from a, a, a plumber, a decorator, an electrician, or a heating engineer. The majority of the sign-ups come from heating engineers because that's the most engaged community we've got, and we're active in, in specific groups that help that. So we're trying to work out sort of what the CAC is of a customer. Um, CAC. CAC.
0: You're allowed to swear. <laughs> There's
1: an abbreviation. Uh, that is sorry. Swell, so CAC. So We'll go into that. So um, so the C-A... when you when you. When you're thinking about any business, that's the customer acquisition cost. Okay. Mm. So, how much does it cost us to bring a new user into the app? Did you make that up? Today? I did. I did not make that up. That is a term in the. Uh, I don't want to say in the, in the startup feel, world. It's like a. It's like a. It's I like, feel it's a, like it's a
0: known term, Harry. I feel like I've heard of cost of customer acquisition, but yeah. never. It's CAC.
1: the. CAC. It's the
0: No, I think you're talking, (laughs) CAC. Someone Google CAC and you'll see that it's not just with me.
1: Uh, So the customer acquisition costs. So the reason that's important for me is I need to know, and it's not as simple as saying it costs us £5 to get an engineer into the app because Mm -hmm. different channels have different customer acquisition costs. Facebook will have an acquisition cost, Twitter, email marketing uh, partnerships, business development—all these different channels have different costs. So what we're trying to work out is like sort of this blended average of how much does it actually cost on average to get a new engineer into expert trades. So is that? And the second thing that we then roll onto—customer acquisition cost is great, but you can't use it unless you know what's called the LTV. Yeah. You know that one? I haven't made that one up
0: today, ever. <laughs> um, uh, Why well, do I not know what that is? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. The last word's value. What are the letters? LTV. LTV, lifetime value. Nailed
1: value. it. <laughs> well done. Um, so take the customer acquisition cost, which is the cost to get
0: someone. It's funny, I it. had to write that down to, to just get it. kind of visualize it. How, I hate abbreviations. I used to work at a company that there was, I think, on the record, there was over 350 different, what are they called? Like, um, not an acronyms. They're just abbreviations, aren't they? Mm, yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> so, so I'm sure, as I'm sure there's an English. Someone's screaming at their phone right you now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm not CEO. Um, well, I don't know. Either. But yeah, they had like 350 on the record that all represented different things within the company. Madness. Absolutely absurd.
1: So we keep it simple. So at the moment we're just talking about CAC, which is not made up, and then LTV, LTV. which is the lifetime value. So once you've got those two numbers. Um, it's just to, and let me just take one step back. The customer acquisition cost depends on channels. Mm-hmm. It's not a fixed number ever because you're going to one channel will dry up. So there's only a certain amount of engineers that we can use for Facebook ads or email marketing, whatever it is. But yeah. well, as a as a guide, we took the customer acquisition cost, understood that, and then we worked out the lifetime value of a customer. Now for new businesses, it's impossible to work out the lifetime value. And what this means is for For every 100 heating engineers that join our service, how much do we make in revenue from them? And 20, 25% of our users actually buy something from us, whether it's a website package or an office package. But we also make revenue from partners. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at something like um, Baxi Boilers, a partner of ours, Um, the deal that we have with Baxi is when they want to become a partner, it depends on how many people that we're basically putting them in front of. So the more engineers in our community, the more we charge Baxi, the better we can grow our team. We take that revenue and we just, it's a circle, so we keep putting yep. it. So it's really difficult to work out the lifetime value, but a real simple rule is you want your customer acquisition cost, your CAC value,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be a third of what you guess the lifetime value to be of that customer. An example is if you know that every, if you sell uh, if you sell a subscription service and it is 60 pounds okay and everyone cancels after year 1 because they got all the value they need out of it your lifetime value for that customer is 60 quid yep. if they stay for 2 years on average it's 120 quid so let's just say the average customer for your service is 60 pounds and they stick around for 2 years lifetime value 120 quid if you're paying 40 pounds or less to get that customer through the door, then you're happy to keep paying 40 quid. Yeah. Because over the space of that relationship, you pay 40 quid in on day one, by the end of year two, you've got 120 quid back in, you're making 80 quid over the space of two years. So what we did is we looked at people in our community, how much on average we, we net from them in revenue. It's not as easy for us because we then, firstly we had to work out how many of the guys that signed up were actually heating engineers, because that's our, our core revenue generator through partnerships, how many of those actually buy a service. Working all that lifetime, uh, lifetime value stuff was difficult, but we got there in the end. We took, a, we took a sample size of 500 members and worked out what these guys do in our, in our community.
0: Yeah, I mean, when, when you, see, you say for a new business, uh, you, you just don't know the lifetime value yet. When, when or how far along do you have to get to be sure, or to make a, a reasonably safe estimate of what the lifetime value could potentially be? At least so,
1: to be honest, you ne- you're, like, you're never sure. The way I did it for us, if you take an example, our office package, so 80 pound a year. Like, we're going into year two renewals at the moment, so people are renewing, fantastic. What I did is I looked at the engagement numbers, so I looked at how many how often they were coming into the service how often they were using it and I just basically tried to get a gut feel of is this something that they would miss mm. like are they using yeah. it are they is it a sticky service if you've got something that's not retaining customers you, you've, your lifetime value is going to be so hit and miss because you don't know you just generally don't know uh, and on that side be more pessimistic than optimistic so presume everyone's going to cancel in year one so 80 pounds through the door if I could get someone to use our service for 25 quid Through advertising, happy days. Then over time, I'll learn how long people stick around. People might stay with our service for three years, five years, ten years. Yeah. As we grow, exactly. Um, And you can extend the lifetime value of your customer as you build new services. So as we move from being heavily focused for a sole trader, one man band, and in a year's time or two years time, we go actually there's a big demand for a service that competes with the likes of CommuSoft on um, multi-user access big, rich features, we might have the development team then to start adding those features in. So all of a sudden, we're creeping into a new market and as people's company sizes grow, our service grows. So long-winded way of explaining, work out how much we're costing acquire a heating engineer, working out how much then we can spend on getting that guy into the community. Guy, girl, just, I always I call guys and girls guys, so I'm not being sexist. Um, so, 17, bro. so we worked... <laughs> <laughs> So we worked out that we can spend a bit of money on driving engagement and sign-ups into our app because we know over the space of a year, two years, it's profitable for us. So we sort of took the leap and we said, okay, let's uh, try a few different hooks. And we did one where people got a welcome gift. So rather than a raffle, and we tried raffles.
0: Yeah, we covered it on a previous one. I think we have, haven't we? But we've tried a bunch of different things, raffles... Whether it's services or products and things, but people just were not very receptive.
1: And yeah, and that came from the feedback, like the in-person focus group we did. I was like, we just don't like raffles. Like, they already, so many they already
0: buy these things anyway. Already they,
1: buying them. Why should I jump through hoops? You got so many members. What's the chances of winning? Do you actually give the prizes away? All this cynical mm. stuff. Um, and I get it. So then we just said, okay, sign up and you get this. So for us, it was a 15 millimeter monument auto cut. Uh, retail value of that is about 12, 14 quid. But the difference is, is this one's personalised. Yeah. And the thing that we think is what's the, the big hook is you can't buy it. Retail value of it is a lot less than...
0: Uh, than we, we've we given it. away some <laughs> expensive, valuable stuff. things. but A
1: tool bag that's worth 150 quid got a lot less traction in
0: terms of sign-ups. It's probably what, like a... Oh, it, it just in terms of sign-ups, um, yeah. Minute, minute yeah
1: so because it's personalized and the best thing about this is I haven't shown it you actually is I got one mocked up yesterday so it's got monument it's got the expert trades logo it's got the name and it's got expert trades on it so every single time these guys are going to receive it and they're going to use it they're going to remind of our brand makes the brand really sticky really loyal they're going to be showing it off to the guys on site and there's going to be a knock-on effect of referrals I got this from expert trades signing up how do I get one so we've spent a lot of money because these aren't cheap Like, if you think about the retail value I ain't going to go into the cost inside of it because I had a bit of a deal uh, as we always do do. (laughs) (laughs) because we're going to be collecting reviews for them Um, but they cost 12 to 14 quid and that's without the personalisation so you can imagine that when 535 people put in perspective we have about 3,400 engineers in our community that we've built up over 4 years we added 535 people into our app in the space of 48 hours expensive? yes would I do it again? yes have I got something planned for the next for June and July? Where hopefully we're going to be doing 150 signups a day. Et wayfares. <laughs> so, the thing is for me is it was nervous because we're spending money and we're not going to see the return on it. So it's been working out. What does cash flow look like? There's big knock on effects for the mm-hmm. business in terms of. Hold on, if we're actually trying to add in 20,000 heating engineers in the next 12 months, and we're spending anywhere from eight to 12 quid a time, that's a quarter of a million quid. <laughs> like it's big numbers. But on the flip side of it is if we're confident that we're getting the lifetime value back out of them, then it, it pays for itself. And it's just having having the balls to make that step and say, fine, I know my numbers well enough now. And if you're, if you're a startup and you're just getting into this, you're not going to have, one, you're not going to have that budget, presumably. And secondly, is you're not going to have that confidence you don't know your numbers. But you can definitely start thinking about it and test it.
0: Yeah. And, uh... Once you are able to kind of hopefully predict the sort of numbers, that it's almost like a, a win-win situation. If it doesn't work, it doesn't really cost you anything.
1: Exactly, But yeah.
0: if it blows up and your numbers are right, then you know that you're gonna, you're gonna get rewarded for it. So it's,
1: it's exactly that. that. And it all comes down to you knowing your numbers. Like if you can, I, I, I know that a, a someone coming into the app and me paying less than 12 pounds for them is gonna be profitable in the long run. I know that for a fact. Um, the problem is that I'm going to have is that hook will dry up. There's a limited number of engineers that want that 50 mil autocode personalized. So I need to find the next thing, but the next thing might cost me 15 quid or the next thing might cost me two quid. As long as I know where the price point needs to be, Mm. I can test as many things as I want to now and throw money at it. Um, I'm really excited by it. I'm really looking forward to the next board meeting because I think I blew through four times my budget, uh, in a 40 hour period. 30 day budget, four times out in 48 hours. We've got all the other stuff that we've been doing that carries on. But I think it's just a point now where we know what we need to do. Uh, Yeah, and see where it goes from here, really.
0: It's the wayfares, man, definitely. (laughs) Sun, I was driving, when I was coming to yours this morning, I was thinking, if only I had something that could just shield me from this intense sunshine. (laughs) Something, something branded that really represented who I work for. <laughs> you sound that hard, man. You sound that hard.
1: You, you find me a supplier, uh, and uh, if I can get them at lower than our average CAC value, and it works within our LTV of the customer, then you can give them whatever you want to get them into that app. Um, but, on, <laughs> but on that, it's, the reason I'm confident behind it is because we know that the system that we've got in place for when they join how we foster that relationship, bring them into the Facebook group, educate them about quoting and invoicing tools, show them we have a website deal, like all that good stuff. We've built that. So all the stuff that comes in at the moment, the website sales, is because people are in the app and they're seeing what we do. If you don't know how you're going to monetize that user, like too many people are doing freemium models and they haven't worked out how they're actually going to make money off that user yet. You need to know how you're going to make money off that user or customer or whatever you call them before you start spending a lot of money to get them in the app yeah we know
0: we know that once they sign up they'll uh, so long as it cuz we're in front of them then so we're able to just not not hard sell but we've got they the, they're just they just it's all about awareness and getting in front of them once once they've signed up they're almost a cap, captive audience
1: exactly that and one thing that we've got is we've got we've got permission now to share what share what we do hmm. certain 25 30% of the people are going to switch off they're going to get the auto cut and disappear fine but they're going to see that autocut, and they're going to see expert trades every day. And when I actually run a Facebook ad to them, they're going to be like, oh, that's that company that I got that auto cut from. Mm. And they'll naturally be more receptive. So it's got knock-on effects. They're going to be out on site. It's going to be shared. It's going to be used on social. Imagine how many people that I know they are going to take a photo of that, put it on social. So the, the actual customer acquisition cost of the campaign is, is very easy to check. You signed up, you get this. It's this cost. But I actually think that that acquisition cost is lower than we think because of the knock-on effects that's going to happen when these things start going out to the market. Bit of a different show today.
0: Yeah, it's an actual show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what people think about this. If uh, any feedback for this, if you made it all the way through, uh,
0: I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> the way you say that is like if you've made it. If you've way, made it all the way through, I because need to listen to this dribble. The,
1: the problem is, is some people listen to our show for they want they want more structured content, but some people just like when we're chatting about how things are going. But today was all about like money <laughs> so guys thanks for listening we're looking for another round of questions send them into hello at expert trades.com you remember our instagram harry yeah i think it's uh, our startup show <laughs> our startup show uh follow on instagram drop us a message and yeah thanks for all the support of the podcast guys uh anything else from you mate
0: no hopefully we can be on more of a regular schedule uh, But yeah, we'll just roll with the punches.
1: One thing I'm looking at now is the Synology on our desk. We need to sort this out.
0: To the next episode. Oh, we'll do an episode about it. We'll do a shout out to the audience for help. Okay, I like that. As a tech company, we need tech support. (laughs)